0: You are listening to the Four Fit Fatherhood Podcast, and we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula: faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are, gentlemen. It's time to get fit. And, and 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 now let's get into the show, let's get, into the show. Let's get into the show all right welcome back to another episode of the Forfeit fatherhood podcast the podcast for fathers by fathers we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood which are faith family finance and fitness and um, this is a solo episode um, and actually I'm going to do it live with Instagram on in the background so give me a second let me pull that up And, uh, while I'm doing that, you guys, uh, there's a couple things going on. One, um, this is like a live recording and, and I'm going to, uh, post it today. Right. So if you're watching or listening to it live, um, then you could see it live. And then it's also going to be live today. It's like a day of podcasts. I had some things going on that kind of messed up my schedule a little bit. So I had to, um, do it today get it out today um which i typically don't like to do but you know we got to do what we got to do right that is the theme so let me fix a couple things here and we'll get this party started all right let me get ig pulled up go liz All right. So I got my Instagram family up. Cool. All right. So this episode is just going to be a quick one. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time. Oof, Let me turn that sound off. I will answer some questions for you guys, uh, you know, that you have if you're on Instagram live, try to answer some questions for you. Um, But this episode is just to kind of i don't know check in man see how everybody's doing see how everything's going on it's a happy monday for me my daughters are back in school um they started school uh today this is the first time that they're not in school together my oldest is now in middle school my youngest is still in elementary um they're two years apart in age but three years apart in school so they don't get to go to school together anymore and uh my little one is sad about that um this morning was like a beautiful moment. She, uh, they were hugging each other at the house before we left. We actually ended up having to take separate cars because of where their schools are. Um, and the, the time that school starts is it, difficult to get both of them there on time. Uh, so this is the first time they had to go to school separately and go to literally go to school separately. Uh, so that was tough. Um, my little one cried cause it's the first time she didn't, you know, get to go to school with her sister. So that was tough for her. Um, but both girls had a great day at school. So, um, It was too. It was cool. Uh, One of the things that we do and I talk about this before is and you probably see me post about it actually today is we do um, in the morning on the way to school. um, We do uh, gratitude. Right. Three things that they're grateful for now that are already have or that they already are in possession of um, and three things they're grateful for in the future. Um, I do my own gratitude stuff when I wake up in the morning, I typically wake up at like four thirty or five. So it's quite a bit earlier than them. Um, and so when I get them, you know, into a place where they're ready to roll and go to school, um, we do a uh, gratitude moment, right? We spend some time and we talk about things that were great before um, and we enjoy our time together. Um, this morning, one of the things that they were grateful for is new school clothes. Right. And I was talking to I was talking to them about like I remember like when I was younger, laying out my school clothes on the bed the night before. And like putting the shoes underneath the pants just to see how everything was going to look so I can envision how I was going to show up and kill them at school the next day. Um, And we talked about like just being grateful, though, that we have the opportunity to have new school clothes. Not only that, but we have the opportunity to go to school so that we could wear those new school clothes. Right. So the whole idea there is is um, to get them in a mindset, a positive mindset, a a grateful mindset as they go off to school because we don't know what school is going to bring us right we honestly don't know what the day is going to bring us so if we can get into a a grateful position as we embark on the day then that positive mindset should help to carry over into whatever school brings them like whatever craziness happens at school uh they're already thinking about things that they're grateful for they're walking into school happy um and, and their heads held high thinking about the things that that you know that they have right um Along with that, what we usually do, right, and it's going to be different. We have to try to figure this thing out now, is we used to listen to, like, or listen to or they would watch something motivational. Um, And this was something that I would do, um, and they just kind of caught on, right? It was just something that they were just in the backseat, and this was on, and they had to listen to us. So we're talking about, like, uh, just motivational videos that are on YouTube, like Eric Thomas. And, you know, it's hard, though, because a lot of the videos is, like, They cuss a lot. (laughs) Right. And I'm not necessarily trying to have my my when we started, it was a first grader. Right. Like I I couldn't have my first grader dropping F bombs, talking about his motivation. So we have to be very careful about who we choose and who we use. Um, But there's a lot of good, uh, good motivational speakers out there that don't curse. Um, So we try to take advantage of those in the morning Um, just as a means to get our day started. Right. Because I myself have my own personal morning routine that I use. Um, and they don't right? their morning routine is what I give them. Like I wake them up in the morning, they get dressed, they brush their teeth, they wash their face. They have like a very basic morning routine. They don't do the things that I do, right? They don't get up and work out, um, which is something I do. And I'll just go through it really quick. I wake up, um, I usually keep a glass of water next to the bed. It's like 18 ounces or 16 ounces, something like that. So as soon as I wake up, I have a glass of water. My goal is to try to drink. Uh, at least 30 ounces of water before I have any caffeine, right? And so I typically go to the gym right after I wake up. So I had to have that 16 right now. um, I take a pre-workout, I take a Teco pre V2, um, which has a little bit of caffeine in it. So I try to get another glass of water when I get downstairs before I have my pre. So by the time I get my pre-workout, I've I've already probably drunk 40, 40 ounces of water, right? Um, I will get to the gym. I typically do my walk on the treadmill. Um, I used to walk to the gym and I will start again. Now that the summertime walk to the gym is about the 15 minute walk. I use that walk as my gratitude time, right? I take that time to, you know, um, either listen to something, um, spiritual, uh, or I'll spend the time just quiet reflection, just thinking about the things that are going on for the day. Um, I'll think about some stuff I'm grateful for. that's my my uh, my vital uh, lift or walk time. Right. So I walk to the gym, go to the gym. I'm usually there Uh, depending on what I'm doing. Forty five minutes to an hour. uh, Come back home, uh, take a shower, get in the shower. Normally, uh, actually, I come back home. I take that back. I come back home. I get into the sauna Um, after I finish the sauna, go upstairs, take a shower. Half the shower is cold. Half the shower is hot. Right. Um, At least two minutes cold, though. Right. So I get in. Hot water first, cold water for at least two minutes, hot water, cold water again, at least for two minutes and I hop out, go downstairs, have my shake. Um, by that time now, the girls are now coming downstairs or sorry, by that time now I'm waking the girls up to get them dressed. Um, and then they start doing their thing. I go down to make breakfast. I have a, a green shake. It's usually just protein with some greens in it. So it's a protein shake, but it's green, <laughs> um, and then I'll take that time though, while I'm doing that, if I have any extra time, I might hit the journal right then, or um, you know, I'll just chill, right? So that's the morning, wake up, drink at least 30 ounces of water before I have my, my uh, pre-workout. I go work out, I either walk there or I walk when I get there. And this time again is uh, devoted to, to spirit something spiritual, something gratitude oriented, or just a self-reflection time. Um, come home, get into the sauna, Uh, take a shower, hot, cold shower. So I contrast shower, go downstairs, have my shake, get the kids ready for school, head out the house. At some point before I start work, I like work, work, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do some journaling. Um, And this, at this time in the morning, my journaling is usually like, what is, what is my goals for the day? Usually I'll do those the night before, before I go to bed. So there's a nighttime routine that goes along with this. But if I don't, um this is where i'll write down okay these are the three things that i want to accomplish these are the three like must accomplish things that i have to do um and then here's some some bonus things that i want to do right um my daily focus i want to make sure that i get at least ten thousand steps uh which is pretty easy for me because when i get to my gym i'm walking the whole time so that's easily easily uh five to seven thousand steps um, so, the matter of getting you know three thousand steps throughout the rest of the day is pretty simple At one time, I had my goal set to get twenty thousand and I did that for like four or five months um it's a lot of walking <laughs> but but it was doable because I was working a schedule that required me to be on my feet for twelve hours a day so twenty thousand was the goal um by end of day, I want to have at least a gallon of water drunk you It's not too difficult because in the morning I'm getting forty ounces right out the gate. Um, so then I can just drink regular throughout the day. I don't have to slam a bottle of water every hour or something like that, unless I get to crunch time and I haven't had time to drink. So that's my, um, my morning routine, kind of like my daily focus. I have it on a spreadsheet. I used to print them out and carry it with me. Um, I don't anymore. I'm really like, I'm really aware of what it is. And so I don't need to print it out and keep it with me. If you're starting it, like if you're brand new to it, you probably want to keep it somewhere where you can kind of look at it at all times um, or at least put it on the refrigerator so you can check it off. Um, I have it on a scoring system. Uh, so every day you're trying to get like a perfect four. Um, but, you know, then at the end of the week, you add it up, see where you're at. Then you make adjustments for the following week. Where were you strong? Where Were you weak? What would you do? Um, so that daily focus checklist. Uh, actually, you know, what? I'm gonna make it available to you guys, too. So uh, tomorrow and I've, I've talked about this a little bit, too, is tomorrow is my oldest daughter's birthday. It is also the anniversary of me becoming a father. And so because of that, I'm actually going to be putting out an ebook that I wrote. It's a quick quick ebook, uh, just kind of recapping all of my 10, 11 years of fatherhood experience, things that I've learned, things that I've gained, things that I've I've got from other people, things I tried that didn't work, things I tried that did work and kind of putting those all together, um, as well as like my vision for what I wanna be as a father going forward. Um, I call it like an action handbook because it's something that you can refer to, uh, over and over again. It's not like a, an ebook where you read it one time and that's it. Um, I see myself even now after I wrote it, i go back to it. I'm looking at it like, okay, yeah, I did say I wanted to do that. Um, or I tried that already done that before, um, all that kind of stuff. Right. So that along with the uh, morning routine will be available, uh, to everybody tomorrow, um, I'm post the, the link and all that stuff. So you guys can have it. That'll be August 8th. If you're hearing this later, then it's already live and you can just go get it. Um, it'll be in the link in my bio, um, starting tomorrow for you guys that are listening or watching on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> just, just a couple of things, right. And I'll, I'll just briefly go over what it's what it's about, right. It's called the father's roadmap. Um, unlocking your full potential in parenthood, right? And I think that's that's my goal is to try to be the most that I can be, right? I wanna I want to turn my potential into performance. I wanna perform to the highest ability. Um, so that's what this is. Um, so I'll just read like the first paragraph of it and then the rest of it, you know, the rest of the podcast, we'll get back to normal stuff. But embarking on a journey of fatherhood is like setting off on a grand adventure, a roadmap that leads you to unlocking your full potential as a parent. Just as a roadmap provides guidance and direction, this ebook serves as your compass, offering practical tips, solutions, and insights to help you navigate the twists and turns of fatherhood. With a focus on emotional intelligence, mental health, and physical vitality, we will chart a course that leads to becoming the best father you can be. Hopefully, you guys are interested in that. I'm going to put it out whether you're interested or not. So (laughs) I had to get it out of my head, so now it's out there. Um, But again, it's just a short, quick thing. Um, we're talking about, like I said, emotional intelligence, uh, talking about mental wellness, talking about physical vitality. Uh, these are three things that I think are extremely important. I could go into really, really long depth on this thing, um, but I just hit a few really important things um, to expand on maybe later. Uh, maybe I'll build this thing out and we call this like the framework for what what we want to make it. Um, but for right now, it just is what it is. Right. All right. So. Um couple things to talk about. Uh just podcast related and things that you've seen here on the podcast, right? I talk about posting and stuff, and then you guys don't really ever get to hear my opinion on it other than what you see in the captions. So it's a couple things. One, I'm gonna start at where do I wanna start? Let me just make sure you guys can hear and turn the volume up real quick. <clears throat> yeah. That's cool. Um, oh, I know why I started. No big deal. Anyway, um, so there's a couple of things. I posted some videos, I think last week or the week before, just talking about men being tired, right? Just being tired with the struggle and the everyday day-to-day of being a man, of being a father, of being a provider, of the stress that comes along with it, of just being a person in general. Just being a person in general um, that just lives in the world, right? Because the world is crazy, right? There's all this stuff going on in the world. It's difficult. Um, And just being a man or trying to be a certain type of man, right? It makes, makes, there's there's pressure to it, right? Because if you just didn't care what, what people thought about you, you didn't care what you thought about yourself, you had no goals and ambitions, then going through life and being in this world would be a very easy thing, right? But because we all have some sort of standard, some level that we hold ourselves to, uh, we hold ourselves accountable, then it makes it tough on us, right? Because we're putting ourselves up against that that idea of who we want to be, right? So I posted these videos, I posted one of Kevin Samuels, rest in peace. Um, and I posted another one um, a little more recently. <clears throat> and actually, I hope to have this this brother on the podcast. Um, I know we we kind of talked a little bit after I found out who it was. We talked about him joining me on the podcast. As a matter of fact, I got to make sure that I, um, that I message him again so we can get that set up, but in the comment section and you guys are the comment section, right? You guys are the ones who, who talk about it. There's a couple things that, that come up anytime I post something about somebody being tired or stressed or something, right? There's, there's either man up, uh, or, um, There's man up. There's go to church. Uh, and there's I feel you, right? And the guy, and there's a video heartfelt. Uh, the guy's name is uh if you're not following him already, is at TW underscore neely. Um, and again, I say I'm trying to get him on the podcast. But so you get man up, you get something about church or religion, right? God is gonna do this for you, do that for you. Um, and then you get like I feel you, right? And usually the man up ones are like the first ones to comment, like just toughen up, bro, man up. It is what it is. This is what we have to do. Um, you know, men are soft now and all this, right. (laughs) And, And I don't disagree with like, we do have to do what we have to do. We do have to, uh, you know, stand up tall and, and, and show that we can handle it. Uh, we do have to handle it right we do have to take care of it we do have to do something about it right um but i think a lot of times when we say just man up we are uh excusing the reality that is facing a man right we are uh we're minimizing his plight we're 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 minimizing his situation as if we ourselves don't have these similar things going on, right? And I think that's a big issue because if I'm struggling with something, right, and I'm I'm man enough to be like, yo, dog, hey, fellas, I'm struggling, right? Like we have in our coaching community or in our in, in our four fatherhood community, and we're talking about it and like dude is struggling, a guy is struggling, or I'll say myself sometimes, yo, I didn't have the best day. I'm struggling, fellas. What you know, what I'm well, the reason I'm being vulnerable and I'm opening myself up to say that is because I know. Just like I knew when I was in elementary school and the teachers used to tell you, if you have a question, you raise your hand because other people have that same question. I'm saying, y'all, dog, I'm tired. Like, I'm, I can't handle it. Life is crazy. It's not like, uh, you know, I want to take myself out crazy yet, but shit, it's rough. The last thing I need in that moment is to be like, toughen up. <laughs> Even if you don't empathize with it, even if you don't agree with it, you don't feel the same way. Right. You'd be Like, yo, I, I don't I can't relate to that feeling because I'm not there. Right. Mentally, I don't allow myself to get there. But I see you, brother. I see you struggling. I see that you're dealing with something that's difficult. I got your back. Right. Like, I've never been in that place before, but I can understand how life could put you there. Hey, man, stand tall. We got your back, whatever you need. Right. That's what we need right the the man up toughen up stop being soft that doesn't help anybody it doesn't solve any problems only reason you're saying something like that is because it makes you feel better about you and how you're handling it right oh well i'm not struggling like him he needs to man up that's bullshit fellas it's it's not real right it's not real like man in, like man up is not even a real thing number one because he's still a man regardless of whether you like the way he expressed his emotion or not um Number two, when we, I'm a, I'm, um, I don't, I hate to say I'm religious. Uh, I believe in, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian, um, by faith. Um, but I don't necessarily like when people like try to Bible whip people. You know, somebody's struggling with something, you're like, oh well, you need to pray about it. Okay, so now this gentleman who obviously has not said anything in the whole thing about God has not talked about prayer. Or anything, your answer to him is something foreign. That's like you coming to me and being like, I, you know, "I'm struggling out here, man." He's like, "You know what? You need to speak in Spanish." Yep. Like that's not going to help me. I don't know. I don't. First of all, I don't even know how to. Right. So if your solution, if your solution, and and it might be right, that might be what I need to do. Maybe I do need to pray about it. Maybe I need to give my my cast my cares to God, and He's going to handle it. And you know, just have faith that He's going to take care of it. Right. Even if that is the correct answer, if you don't give me any context for how to do that and all you say is I need to pray about it, well, I don't even know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to do. So while you're standing on your your uh, your your uh pulpit telling me about what God can do for me, if you don't help me figure out how to use that to my advantage, then you're no help to me either. You might as well say man up, <laughs> right? You might as well say hand up and just leave it, right? Um. The other one. I feel you. Now, this one is like so I appreciate when people are in the comments and you can tell that they're like being genuine. Like the gentleman that just posted about, uh, you know, exhausting battling issues that previous generation of my family. Yes, it is. Right. And I appreciate the vulnerability and the honesty of saying that. Right. Because here's something that that somebody told me. uh, One of my coaches actually told me not a football coach, but one of my business coaches told me, he's like, hey, man, no matter what happened to you. No matter what happened to you, it, it it happened in the past, right? You may not have had any control over what happened to you or how it happened to you, but you do have control over what happens going forward, right? And it does suck to have to deal with issues that you didn't cause, but you know that already, right? And so now we have to try to figure out how to best go about dealing with the future while also reconciling the past, Right. Because there are things that come from the past, past traumas, past situations, things that happened to us when we were younger or didn't happen to us when we were younger. And now we're dealing with those and trying to build right a better, better situation for our families, better situation for ourselves. So it's difficult. Right. It's extremely difficult, but it is possible. In fact, it's more than possible. It's probable. Right. It's a large probability that you're going to be the one to get it done. Um. It just is what it is, right? Somebody is, somebody in your family line is gonna change it, right? Somebody in, uh, I was listening to, was it, maybe it was Grant Card? No, it was Ed Milet, right? I think it was Ed Milet. He's talking about, he's like, somebody was the one, like somebody in your family, uh, somebody, what, like your family struggled for some period of time, and then somebody, somebody was the one that stood up and said, I'm not gonna take this anymore and changed it for the family, right? That someone can be you, right? It's going to be somebody. Your family isn't destined to suffer with this thing forever, right? Eventually, somebody's going to stand up and make a change. Ideally, it would be you, right? But but the way life sets up, it may not be possible for it to be you, right? It may not be possible for you. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your grandkids. Maybe it's your great grandkids. But somebody's going to make it happen. I suggest, or I would hope, that you at least take the effort to try to make it you, right? But again... I got sidetracked, but let's go back. When I, when I post these things where they're more vulnerable, they're more, um, emotional, right. They, they're, they're more emotionally intelligent. They're more, uh, raw, right. They have real feeling to them. I, 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 I don't understand the, the, the tough guy stuff, right. Like he ain't proving nothing to nobody, man. Like you, you don't have to try to prove that you're a tough guy by telling somebody to man up. Like we don't care. Like as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do for your family, and, and that's it. Like support another brother, support another man. Like yo, pat on the back, dog. Hey, look, I've been there. It's, it's rough. It's it's a struggle. Uh, here's what I did to overcome. Don't just tell me you overcame and you the, you the man. That don't do nothing for me. That don't help me, right? But if you could, and you should, right? Throw a throw a like a, a high five out there and like, hey, this is what I did. Like yo, I used to feel the same way. What was that felt? uh, found whatever that they tell you how to talk back to somebody. Like, you know, I used to feel the same way. And then I found, right. Uh, that kind of thing. Right. Help a brother out. My man said he was struggling. (laughs) Like, yo, like if if he's, if he gets thrown overboard and he's struggling, he's drowning. And you'd be like, yo, swim, (laughs) What? learn how to swim, bro. Throw me a life jacket or something. Right or at least tell me how to swim, like one hand over the top, the other hand, like flatten your body out, kick your legs. Give me some instructions. Don't just tell me that God is the way to solve it. Don't just tell me I need to learn how to swim. Teach me how to swim, swim coach, help your man out. All right, off of that, um, this one, somebody, I got several messages. This, this particular post didn't get like a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of like interaction. But I got a lot of DMs about it. And it was a a, a post talking about fathering being necessary. Um, And I've said this before. Fathering is necessary for every person. Everybody needs a father. You may not particularly need your father, right? The man that gave his seed to have you come to this world. He may not be a good guy. He may not be the best father for you. He is, you know, biologically your father, um, but he may not be the best father for you. But the reality is, man, woman, whatever, whatever you are, you need to be fathered. Because being fathered allows you the opportunity to live as a son. Or, Well, I'm assuming we're all guys here. I know some ladies. So it it allows you to be a son or a daughter, right? And sonship or daughtership gives you the opportunity to grow and mature at a normal rate, right? Um, The brother in the video, Dr. J. Paul Hines, he's talking about that like sonship, right? Gives you the ability to uh, mature at a at a normal rate, right? Because when your father isn't around and you aren't being fathered, you have to grow up sooner than you need to, right? You have to be the man of the house at like 12, 13, right? You have to start doing and being man things. But the reality is is when you're a kid, you just need to be a kid. Right? You just need to be a son. You just need to be a daughter, right? But when you can't when you aren't being fathered, then you have to mature, right? There's a pressure on you to grow up faster than you're supposed to grow up, right? There's a pressure on you to be a provider, maybe more than you need to be a provider, right? And then you make some decisions that maybe don't work for you. Um, That's a good question. I'm gonna pause the podcast and answer this question. So advice for young adult fathers at, in their 20s, what specifically though? What's your specific question? Uh, Was it Lewis? Pereyra, I'm assuming, uh, Luis Pereyra. Anyway, answer. Give me give me a more specific question. Now, that's a very broad question, right? I, um, that's hard to answer. I mean, it's not hard to answer, but I can give you an answer that's not going to help you at all, right? So give me something a little more specific. What specifically do you want advice on, right? Uh, general advice of your young father in your 20s. Um, be the father that you needed, right? And and that works two ways. You either are the father that you needed because your father wasn't there or you're the type of father your father was because he was such a great father. That's general, right? Give me something specific. I don't mind answering specific questions. The general ones are harder. Um, going back. So being, a, being fathered is necessary, right? And again, it does not have to be biological. It could be your uncle. It could be a football coach. It could be somebody at the church. It could be somebody in the neighborhood. It could be a stepfather, but you do need to be fathered. Right, And there's no real real timetable on that, actually, right? Because you have grown men who are being fathered by coaches and mentors, right? You have grown men that are being being fathered by some some other older gentleman um, who can give them life lessons that they need, that can challenge them in the ways they need to, to help them mature and grow, right? But the reality is, is, no matter how you feel about your father, right? The man that gave life to you, you need to be fathered, right? All right um what else what else what else there was another one that had a lot of uh Ooh. so this one i'm not even going to go into the trevor noah one trevor noah one like i again it was one of those ones where he's talking about you know it's just struggling right this this record yes it will be recorded um it, it it'll be on my YouTube page, and honestly, and I'll, I'll I'll save it here on on Instagram too. But it'll be on my YouTube page. Um, you can find that link in the bio, right? Um, I'd like to speak to you on stepfathers who aren't fair to pretend to be fathers but really don't act like. Hold on, I, you gotta you gotta clarify that the the stepfather's joint. Uh, I I'd like to speak to you on. I'm saying. Speak on. Oh, you would like me to speak on stepfathers who aren't fair, who pretend to be fathers, but really don't act like fathers. I'm I'm unclear. Right. Ah, got you. Stepfathers treat them like a stepchild. I mean, that I mean, that's a father figure. Right. But that doesn't mean that that's the father that you need to be fathered by. It'll be the same situation as your your biological father that, you know, doesn't, it just isn't around. He isn't involved. He doesn't want to be a father. The the key to being fathered, just like being coached, is you have to have someone who wants to coach you. They have to be a willing participant, right? In the fathering aspect, right? I don't know, what'd you say? I was a 20 year relationship, had a son two years old when I was married for 20 years. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Differently in what sense though? Like, like he treated his other kids better because I'm assuming that the kid lived with you or your, sorry, your son lived with you and your, your husband. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons why that might happen, right? There's a lot of reasons why he may treat them differently for 20 years. uh, That's a long time, right? 20 years, you build a pretty solid relationship with somebody, I hope. And it'd be very difficult for you to treat them poorly for 20 years and them to still be around. But I mean, maybe that's the case, but there could be any number of reasons why he treated his children differently. Um, But without clarity on what you mean by differently um, and what you mean by a stepson, because if his kid were his kids there, too. Cause if his kids live with you and they're all in the same house and he's treating them differently, that's something different, right? If they live with their mom somewhere else and he doesn't ever get to see them, then I would expect him to treat them differently. Okay. Not the same, not poorly. Got it. Um, well, they're not the same though. I, unfortunately, you know, I, I, you can, he can love them as much as he can, but there's going to be some differences, right? Because they're, it's not about success though. <laughs> unfortunately, Um, and his kids being successful and not successful. I mean, that, that's not, that's not an indicator of, I don't know what, what do you mean by overly father? I don't know. Overly father means like he's too good of a dad to them or like he doesn't allow them to struggle. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. So he's pretending that there aren't any differences in the way that he's parenting them. Okay. I mean, if you, if, if you feel that way. I'm Sure. You told him, I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Um, he's aware of it. Um, your son is, is an adult now and, and uh, is successful by your, by your own accord. And so, <laughs> so then, I mean, it is what it is. Listen, stepchildren or not, I had, look, I have sisters, love my sister to death. My parents treat me and them differently. My wife, her family, her dad and her mom treat her differently than they treat her brothers every parent everybody gets parented differently you can live in the same household with people blood relatives and get treated completely different right because you actually really don't have the same parents and that's tricky to say but it is true right because you you well because you're in a relationship i'm sure you tell him plenty of things that he needs to do um so this is no different than any other but just hold on for a second um like you're you're my mom and dad parented me the way that they need to parent me. They parent my sister the way that they need to parent her. So technically my experience with my parents is very different than hers, even though we have the same parents, she's being parented by people who were two years, three, three years younger, when they had her, they were just completely different people. So their experiences with her are completely different. Their mindset when it comes to her is still locked in on that mindset when they had her. Uh, She's a girl, I'm a boy. Like there's all these other things that are going on. Um, And so we technically get parented differently even to this day, right? They treat me differently than they treat her. Um, And I don't think either one of us feel any way about it. It's it's obvious it is what it is. and it's not like they're treat they're not treating us poorly. They just treat us differently because we're two different people. Um, Are they pretending to be your dad? I don't know what that means, man. So, so wait, so do you want him, do you want him to be, do you want him to treat your son like he treats his kids? Because you said that he overparents his his kids. He doesn't let them struggle at all. Do you want him to let your kids struggle? Like, I, I'm confused on, on what it. You you don't want him to let your kid struggle. You want him to overparent your kid who you said was more successful. So you want him to be less successful? I'm confused. I'm not making excuses. I'm just I'm I'm trying to get some clarity on what it is that you want from him. He treated your kid differently. Your kid is more successful. He treated he overfathered his kids which by by the way you said it seemed like maybe a negative thing. Yeah, he doesn't let them struggle. Um and so because of that, they aren't as successful as your son. So, so what is your alternative that he overfathers your son and your son is now less successful? I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just asking what it is that you want from the situation. Some are coddled, some are raised stricter. All the kids are different. The kids are not coddled They're very well. Go figure. Yeah. Right. You never know, right? When you're raising kids, you don't know what's going to happen. Come to the conclusion that my son just had to write him off and cut him off because he was never a dad. Why is he trying to be a dad? Uh so so now, okay, all right. So I am just trying to get some complete clarity. You know what? Uh love VB, I've never done this before. Do you wanna uh you wanna hop on here so I can get some clarity on your story? Do you wanna uh wanna just just please, cause I'm reading it and I'm 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 not sure on what you want, man. He's, he's 22. He's an adult at 22. Now your husband is trying to be his father. Is that what you're saying? And why do it now? Um, instead of doing it when he was younger, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. There's a statute of limitations on being a father or being a better man or being a better person to somebody. I didn't know you could not do that, but I, I don't want to, I like, I don't want to, without the context without hearing you talk about it, I'm just kind of going back and reading these things. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to misconstrue what you're saying. And I don't want to make it seem like you're not saying something right. Oh, okay. So it's over. So, 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 so then at this point, at this point, uh, your son is 40. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He had his chance. All right, cool. All right, you were just making some commentary. I got you. All right, thank you. I appreciate it cuz now, you know, we we got to talk a little bit. I appreciate you making the commentary. You were just kind of pointing out some things. I don't know why. I I don't. I tried to answer it the best I could, but, you know, without again, without context and it being so long ago. Uh sometimes even if you're your parents and you got the right them all. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sometimes you have to write people off. Sometimes you do have to tighten up your circle. It um, doesn't mean you write them off forever necessarily, but you do need to, when you're moving forward with your life, you need to move forward with, with lighter baggage. Sometimes it just is what it is. Um. All right. So again, not going to comment on Trevor Noah thing. Um, I, I just, you know, I am actually, let me back up. I was going to not do it because there was like a whole lot of Trevor Noah's like whatever there's some it was you know it's america's democrats republicans and all that stuff right it has nothing to do with the actual post the actual post he's talking about men needing to have having a need to be uh shown affection needing to love or needing to be loved and he's kind of pointing to the reason why men uh, are promiscuous or or have intercourse so often and have sex with so many different women is because it's the only time they've ever been held or ever been shown love and things like that, right? And I, I don't think that's too far-fetched. You know, I don't think that that's crazy idea for him to say. I think it's very, very, you know, valid um, that men are in America and we aren't uh, shown a bunch of affection, you know, um, generally, right? Generally speaking, right? In, in some instances, they are and whatever. I'm not even, but uh, in all honesty, I'm not saying that we need to get a bunch of it, right? Like, I don't want to seem like I'm crying for attention or, you know, all that. But, but I think what he's saying is real for a lot of people, right? I think there's a lot of dudes who've never been told I love you by anybody then other than some woman that they're sleeping with or their wife or whatever. Um, I don't think they, there's a lot of dudes who haven't heard a parent or or a father, uh, you know, show them love. And that is what they're constantly seeking out that, that feeling of uh, somebody wanting them. And they do that through uh, through women. Right. I I don't think that's crazy. Um, Somebody said his credibility was shot with that. I don't know how that has anything like, because he is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We'll leave the politics out of it. That's not my thing. I don't, I'm not going to get into that. Um, The Norse fitness post. Again, it, it was a whole lot of these, man. It, for whatever reason, this last week and a half, man, there has been a lot about struggling. Um, there's been a lot of dudes talking about struggling. Um, but this particular one, we're talking about we, we're constantly just torn between um, you know, qu- torn between what our heart wants, which is to be with our family, uh, and what our head knows is which we got to go out and provide. Um, and we're we're kind of fighting this battle of of being present and providing, right? Being present and providing is difficult, right? Being being uh, able to put a roof over your head, clothes in your back, food in your mouth, buy you all the things that you need, means I need to go out and make some money, right? Means I might need to work overtime. And I talked to you guys about this with me specifically. Is my stepdad, and the reason why him and I never really had a real relationship is, uh, well, one of I can't, I don't, I can't answer the question from his side, but I can answer what I think it was. And then my mom was injured on the job; she's on permanent disability, can't work um, at all. Her back shot like to this day she's you know still still very injured because of this um so he you know he stepped up he he came into my life at six years old um he provided a roof over our head clothes on our backs food in our mouth we never really wanted for anything there were some times where we were uh not as wealthy we weren't wealthy at all let me back up we were never wealthy there there's some times where the lights was out. It was some times where we had to go get free lunch. I had free lunch all through school. Uh, we had to go to the, to the um, what they called, the food bank. We had to go to the dollar bread store. We had to do some stuff, right? But he did his best to make sure that we, were, we had somewhere to sleep at night, right? I didn't go to school with holes in my shoes, right? Like we, he took care of us. But the way he had to do that is that I don't remember a time in my life where he did not work overtime. I don't remember him taking vacation, like taking two weeks off. I'm pretty sure he did, but maybe he didn't. Right. I think he rolled him over somehow. Um, he worked and worked and worked and worked really never saw him unless we were eating or he was sleep. Like he, we passed each other in the night, like I'd be going to school. He'd be coming home from a late night. Right. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's, we never we never got that real relationship. We never had those conversations, right? And it's because he had to provide. Now, I'm sure some part of him wanted to be home, wanted to be present, wanted to be go to some of my football games, wanted to come and talk to me about practice. When, like, things start going well in football, I'm sure he wanted to be there to celebrate those things and, like, you know, tell people, hey, my, my son is is doing this in football and doing that. I went to my son's game last night, and I saw him do this and that, and, right, I'm sure he wanted to have those conversations, but he couldn't because he was at work. He wasn't at my games because he had to work. So he missed out on a lot of stuff Um, and there's this constant battle. We all face it. Our heart wants to be there, right? We love our family. We love our children. We love our wife. We want to be there, but we also know that we need to take care of them. This is a, this is one of those things where we have to struggle. And in the comments, of course you get like, I feel you. And then you get man up. This is what it is. You got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Yeah, dog. We know that that don't help. (laughs) That's like saying, no, man, this fire is hot like we don't need that man you jump in the comments with something valuable here's what i did look i had the same situation i was working overtime i was struggling uh wanted to be home i started a side business don't try to sell us on the side business but just like hey look i started a little thing and this is what i was or I, look what i figured out is i can manage my schedule better if i put everything on a calendar then i could schedule time where i could spend that's what i do scheduled time with my family. So that when I got home, they got an hour of my undivided attention. And then, you know, because of that hour, I learned so much about them, our relationship. grew Like those would be great com- comments, right? But just toughen up. It is what it is. Every man struggles like this. Stop being soft. Save that dog. Go, go put that somewhere else. Um, last, last, like men's plight <laughs> one is another one. Um, This gentleman was talking about his mental health and, you know, not wanting his kids to ever struggle with that. I think it's Jake Moscato uh, not wanting his kids to ever struggle the way that he struggled, not to have to go through or deal with it. Right. And. Again, just wasted comments, like people were so bothered by the fact that he said, bro, (laughs) more than one time, like that's so meaningless. Right. Like. It has nothing to do with anything. The man is talking about his struggles with mental health and you're talking about his grammar. Like, get out of here, man. Stop wasting your time. Like, if if you're here seeing this video and you're not able to take something from it, like he's wanting something better for his children. If that doesn't spark in you wanting something better for your children and instead it sparks for you, man, he said, bro, a lot of times, maybe you should start with not saying bro. Like, you're wasting time. Like you could do something better with your time. Stop scrolling Instagram, log off, go talk to your family. Right. Like that's your this is your sign. Right. Here's your sign. Log off. Go talk to your family. That was that was a wasted post. It was a wasted comment. Get out of here. Go do something better with your time. Right. Um, it just again, what like what are we using social media for? Are we using it to help us? Hopefully I'm, I'm assuming like, this is why I cultivate the content that I do that I curate the content that I do so that I can help you guys, uh, see some of the things that I see so we can get better together as men and as fathers. But if you're on here, scrolling, just to like make comments, I'm in another post. He's talking about some dude's hair the whole time. Like there's so many comments about his hair. Like who cares? I don't care about that man's hairline. What he said about being present for your children, that, that was fire. If you missed that message because you were staring at his hairline, log off and, <laughs> and go do something meaningful. That's just proof that you have something better to do. If you took the time to type out full sentences with emojis and LOLs about somebody's hairline while he was talking about how you need to be present for your children, you're tripping, bro. You got to get better. There's better things out there and this ain't it, right? We're in the wrong place. Um. Somebody asked me something. I gotta scroll back real quick and find it. Oh, the child support thing. Positive mindset. How do you keep a positive mindset while paying child support? Here's one of those things. Right. I talk about. I have never experienced paying child support. I have friends. I have cousins and family members that pay child support. My father paid child support. Uh, my my stepfather paid child. Support. I mean, my father. Yeah, my stepfather. My father-in-law. Um. It is. How do you keep, I mean, I would assume it's how you keep a positive attitude with anything, right? Um, Ultimately, once it leaves your check, just like the money, the taxes, uh, everything else that comes out of your check, once it leaves your check, it's gone, brother. Just let it go. Just like you aren't questioning the government necessarily on what they're spending. You're not questioning your medical insurance on what they're doing with the money that they take out when they take it out. Just let it go. Like you can't do anything about it, it's gone. Especially if they're garnishing wages, just gone, bro. Be positive, be positive on the fact that at least a few of those dollars are going to go towards your kids keeping a light on at the house. A few of those dollars might go to a, a happy meal. A few of those dollars might go to a new shirt for little 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 junior. Um, if some of those dollars go to mom's going to the club, if some of those dollars go to her buying a new purse. If some of those dollars go to her getting a new car that's unfortunate but the reality is is if those dollars doing that stuff keeps her from being insane angry frustrated or creating a harsh environment in the household that your kid lives in it's probably money well spent unfortunately it may not be where you want to spend it but if it keeps her happy unfortunately i hate saying this and she's not like wilding out at the house because she or or she's not acting crazy at the house because she's broke and your kids have to live in this broke situation. Then it's money well spent, man. Once it's, once it comes out the check though, like you don't even think about it. Like it's gone. Like it ain't just because you know where it's going and you know, who's going to don't stress yourself, man, because there's nothing you can do about it. That's how you stay positive. There's literally nothing you can do about it. You, maybe you go back to court and you try to see if you can get it, uh, you can get it bumped down or something like that, but ultimately, like that money, some of it, hopefully, is going to your kid, and it's, it's, kids are expensive. Like if you're the if you're the sole parent of a kid, like me and my wife make pretty good money, um, and kids, these damn kids are expensive, man. <laughs> like, like we would be okay if it was just my salary, if it was just her salary, they would be okay, right? But like, there wouldn't be the quality of life that they live now. Like if we split up, and my wife went, and she she just had the kids, and she paid for everything for them, and I showed up, and I paid for a couple of things, I threw them a couple of dollars here and there, they would not be living the life that they live right now. So I it it's it's on me. Like I, I I'm sorry. Right, I know these relationships don't work out the way that we want them to. 56% of the marriages end in divorce, and that's just for the people that get divorced because there's probably another 10% that stay just because of uh, the kids, right? So that puts you at 66%, and there's probably another 10% on the low end that hate each other but just won't get divorced because of religious reasons, right? So we're talking about 76% of the people that get married get divorced or should get divorced or want to get divorced. Those are terrible, terrible odds. Uh, I saw somebody say the other day, if I told you that you had a 76% chance of going outside and getting hit in the head with a bowling ball, you wouldn't go outside. Um, the same could be true about you know marriage and having kids. So just make sure you're choosing the right partner. Uh, if you have not or did not choose the right partner, you're paying child support. Just treat it like the government, man. It literally, it is. They just came in. They took some money out your your check. Um, it's going to something maybe it's going to schools or you know to fix the roads you, you, LA got a million potholes but we paying taxes like no other and the streets is trash um, so I don't know man it's, some of the schools is trash like yeah you know, it is what it is bro I can't do nothing about it um I'm gonna just pay it and keep moving um yeah what up spoon um <laughs> uh I'm going to wrap up, actually. Uh, I am lost track of time. I just got out here talking to people about what they was talking about and talking about uh, stepdads that don't treat their kids like kid, like their own kid. Um, ultimately, anyway, a couple things. So before I get off, I got to go take my daughters to softball practice. I got to go spend time with my kids. I got to do what my heart says um, and get off of here trying to do what my mind says I know I need to do. Uh, tomorrow is um, the – tomorrow the – ebook the daily routine the morning routine uh morning routine slash daily focus um and then a, a daily checklist <laughs> yeah wrap it up right hit the wrap it up box um i can hear them starting to get ready right my my daughter is uh she got new cleats and so if you've played sports before you know how like new cleats hurt your feet so she got home from school i was like put your cleats on you can walk around the house because they're brand new right you'll be cool never in your life ever again are you gonna be able to wear these cleats in the house but go ahead and wear these cleats in the house cuz I don't want your feet to be hurt in that practice um cuz I can hear her tick-tacking around the house so she, that must mean it's time anyway um yeah so ebook uh morning routine daily focus uh daily checklist will all be live starting tomorrow there being a link in the bio uh go ahead and grab that man um I think it's beneficial like I say, it's a it's a very short ebook Um, I just, I put in some very key points and things I think are super important. I definitely could, and probably will continue to expand on this, uh, until it's a full fledged book, but you guys are getting like the first taste of it before I put it on, you know, before I build it out and put it on Amazon and become a a New York times bestseller. (laughs) Um, but it's just putting it out there with just some, some things that I've learned over my 11 years of fathering. Um, over the time that I've spent scouring the internet for fatherhood information, all of these posts, all these reels, all these videos, all the podcasts, all these things that I've I've tried to learn from other fathers and other men, I've tried to compile that into a very short actionable book. May um, even call it a pamphlet, uh, so you guys can use it. The daily routine I use myself, I use with my clients. If so, just that alone could change your life, just having a routine. Uh, at some point I'm going to add the nighttime routine to it, but everybody's night's a little different. Um, uh, that morning though, is the best time to take advantage of your day. You win the morning, you win the day. Um, uh, thank you again. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for coming out. God bless you and good night. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.